Welcome to the Aquarimax Audio Show with Russ and Kim. We provide information on all kinds of aquarium-related topics. This is episode 324, recorded March 21st, 2017. Greetings, Aquarimaxers. Sometimes it still feels weird to say 2017. Well, it's been a long time, really, since we've even had a podcast. We haven't done that many in 2017. Well, maybe that's why it feels weird. Yeah. Sorry, folks. It's been a little rough so far. (laughs) We've had some interesting things going on. I don't want to go into all the details, but I will say um, no one was seriously injured, but we did have a car accident, which left us without a car and... Um, did poor Gwenny has whiplash. Yeah, our daughter Gwen has whiplash. So, like we said, not serious, but still frustrating serious and painful. Enough. Yeah, she's not feeling so hot. Right. So, but nobody was hospitalized. And nobody's dead. Right. So, so we'll take it. Yeah, well, we don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, but we are back to podcasting finally. So we apologize for the long wait, and. Um, Let's dig in. Okay, well, we have four people today. Mm-hmm. We have Mick... Uh, oh, actually, well, we have three people. One of those person is in two different locations. True. Okay. So we have four so different countries. We have four different countries. We have Mick in Carnforth, UK. Adrian in Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada. Oscar in so what you're looking at me funny did no, I totally just make some kind of geographical faux pas no you're fine that was not related <laughs> okay it's completely unrelated okay I'll try it again we've got Oscar in southern Sweden mm-hmm. and then we have Mick but not in Karnforth this time we have Mick in Dusseldorf Germany same Mick different place yeah it's a pretty cool situation uh, about which you will hear soon mm-hmm so, should we do the Mick in Carnforth first? Yes, Kay. let's. He says, hi guys, I just had to send you this picture, just taken in my fish room, of the first Dermogenis yep. Pusilla half-beak fry. Came home for lunch and just spotted one dashing for cover. I have netted four out so far into an old guppy show tank that holds about one liter of water. The female is still looking quite full, so I have taken all the other adult fish out and left her in the main tank with a thick layer of water sprite for any more fry to hide in. We'll let you know how I go on with them. So best and very excited fishes, Mick. And And he sends a picture picture. and a video, too. Mm -hmm. And then... He uh, also sends an update about that. Oh, yes. He says, I finally got all the baby half-beaks. 45 in total. I was only expecting around 12, so a bit of a result. I just downloaded Messenger, so I will try sending you a couple of messages or videos when I am in Germany next week. So, yeah, that's coming up. It's Mm -hmm. pretty exciting what happens there, and it is very fish-related, so we'll let you um, stew in your suspense for a little while. A few minutes, anyways. Yeah. So we'll put his picture in his video up of the baby half-beaks. Mm-hmm. Is it, do they usually have that many? I think that's a pretty big number. I've never kept half-beaks, but mm-hmm. yeah, as he said, he was only expecting a fraction of that. So Yeah, that's quite a lot. Okay, Adrian in Vancouver, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Hi, Russ and Kelly. I've been listening for quite some time and just wanted to write in and let you know the show is great. I really enjoy it. I am particularly interested when I hear you doing a deep dive on a specific topic in the show. Say, for example, substrates, breeding of certain types of fish, or whatever. Cool. Which we need to 
do some more of. Yeah, yeah, we can do some more of that. Every time we say, oh, we're going to start doing more interviews, then, like, life explodes. Yeah, well, we, we, <laughs> we did, did do more interviews for a little while there, but then mm-hmm. kind of... We're going to get some more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to mention is that I find the volume of the show is much lower than other podcasts I listen to, which we've been talking about at home, mm-hmm. trying to come up with some technological wizardry. Yeah. In fact, right now we're attempting to address that issue. So if you notice a difference on this episode, that mm-hmm. would be good. Whether it's a positive difference or a negative difference, any kind of difference, if you notice one on this episode, as opposed to other recent episodes, you can let us know because mm-hmm. we are attempting a different uh, audio setup. So yeah. feedback is useful. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, anyways, love listening to your shows. I used to listen to Pet Fish Talk, but I found that the hosts were always stepping on each other in a very annoying manner. It's because they were brothers, weren't they? <laughs> they were, yes. <laughs> and presumably still are. Well, yes. I know, I'm just being silly. <laughs> yes. That's okay. You can be silly. You don't step on me, so you can be silly. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> They also never seemed to finish making a point. It was a bit like listening to a dog's train of thought. They would start on a topic and squirrel! <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. You two are much easier to listen to. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. And then he says, Cheers from Vancouver, British Columbia, which is the best place in the world, especially if you like motorcycling in the rain, which I do. Hmm, that's I've motorcycled before. And I've been in the rain. I've never done both at the same time. Sounds interesting. Sounds wet. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to listen to Pet Fish talk faithfully, and uh, I enjoyed it, but it's true that they would often step on each other and, and switch from one idea to the other. That. You'd have episodes <laughs> on, and I kept going, what's up with the one guy? He won't let the other guy ever finish the sentence. <laughs> it was kind of amusing to listen to, but... Yeah, it's it, probably just because they're brothers. Yeah. They've been stepping on each other their whole lives. That's yeah. kind of what siblings do, I guess, yep. to a certain extent. Anyways, sometimes, yeah, that sometimes. was my my main my staple for exercise. I would listen to that while I was, you know, lifting weights, and it was fun. But um, eventually, they stopped. They quit. No. Well, thank you, British Columbia, for your feedback, and uh, hopefully we can hit upon a technological solution that will allow you to listen to us in your car. Yeah, so let us know if this is any better, because we are using a a different mic setup, and hopefully Mm -hmm. it helps. Okay, Osgar in southern Sweden says, Hi guys, my name is Osgar, and I'm from southern Sweden. I just returned to the hobby after 10 years without a single tank. I now have a 29-gallon community tank with mollies, cherry shrimp, and corridors. Um, what's CWO10? CWO10, that's a See, ref- I don't reference know number things. for the fish. Russ the knows these things. I'm the plucky comic relief. It's, I don't know It's like things. L numbers for placos, you know? There's so many quarries and so many placos that oh, okay. they give them a designation when they don't have a species name. Okay. So he says, Molly's Cherry Shrimp and Corridor CW010 that is thriving. Maybe they're stormtroopers. CW010, why aren't you at your post? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I am currently planning my 100-gallon planted tank for my bedroom. I am thinking Corey's Posilie Wingate. Yeah, those are uh, Endler's Live Bearers. Oh, okay. And a Placo. I would really like to have a pair or small school of bigger peaceful fish. Any suggestions? Would discus be compatible with these fish? Loving the show. Keep up the good work, Osgar. Hmm. Okay. 
Well, thank you, Oscar. And um, let us know if we need to change the pronunciation of your name or anything. Yeah, sorry. Um, I I, I'm not saying anything that you did it wrong. I just, I'm curious as I, to how I it's might. pronounced. Yeah. So that's all. Um, anyway, uh, we're back to your question. Um, a pair or small school of bigger peaceful fish? Well, I'm in a 100 gallon tank. You got some options there. You got some space. Yeah. Um, discus I think the discus would tend to go after the um, Endler's Lightbearer babies the Molly Fry and the Cherry Shrimp that's I haven't kept discus well those are in his 29 the 100 he said oh wait I'm getting confused Endler's and a Placo oh but they would go after I mean, the, the Endler's, endlers still, but the Placos would, be would probably there, yeah. be fine and the Corys would probably be fine too and those might be too small to go with discus. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking they might. Um, of course, I've never kept discus, so if anyone else wants to chime in there, you can. Did did, uh, um, did Matt have discus? Is that what he had? Or did yeah, Matt has yeah. has discus again. So I think. Matt, if you have um, an opinion, mm -hmm. feel free to chime in. Or any other discus keepers. Um, it, but if you're looking for bigger, peaceful fish that are bigger than quarries and endlers and a placo, well. Maybe you don't mean bigger than Placo, I don't know. Um, it depends on what kind of Placo. Yeah. I mean, in a 100-gallon tank, you've you got a lot of options. One, yeah. A lot of options, Placo-wise. Um, you know, I think a pair of some somewhat smaller cichlids could do well in there. With a 100-gallon tank, you could do well with a pair of cribs, cribensis, or a mm -hmm. more related species, one of the other uh, cichlids that are similar to cribensis. Or you could do rams. You know, something like that in there, and they would be fine. Um, if you're not worried about the um, endlers getting picked off, you could go with some larger cichlids, too. I mean, the bigger you get, the more likely you are to lose the um, some of the endlers. But when again, in a 100-gallon planted tank, you're going to have plant cover, presumably a lot of it, and you might be okay. I mean, you know, the the size of the tank and the amount of cover are going to change dynamics somewhat. But honestly, if I were going to try it, I think I would go for a s pair of small, fairly peaceful cichlids, like possibly Grabensis or Rams or something like that. Just because in a 100-gallon tank, they could s go through their natural breeding behaviors and probably stake out a territory that would be fairly large, and yet the other fish would still have some space in there. That sounds good. So it would be kind of fun. You want to know what my naughty brain was thinking? What? Just get rays. Rays? <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know if 100 gallons is big enough. 100 gallons wouldn't be big enough for adult rays. Maybe for babies for a while as a grow-out mm -hmm. tank, but, um, yeah, you'd need a bigger tank for rays eventually. Tank. Maybe it's because we, we finally just saw Moana, the, the new Disney movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but so that's why I was thinking of rays probably because the grandma's really cool. Um, I don't want to give too many spoilers if... If you haven't seen it. But, but if you haven't seen it, you should go see it. And the, and the grandma is somehow connected to Ray's. So, there you go. But that's probably what I was thinking of. Yeah, and the fact that is. I want them. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably it. Okay. Well, um, you know what? What? Uh, we have next our, um, our message from Mick. Oh, yes. Mick so. was um, on location... In Dusseldorf, in Germany. Dusseldorf, so, sure. would you like to get that queued up over there? Okay, I'm going to the go queuing. Here okay. I go. 
That would be lovely. Okay. That goes with the stormtrooper. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that reminds me. We we went to Disneyland, and while you're getting that queued up, I'm going to tell my aquarium-related information about Disneyland. Okay. Um, so we had got into a car accident right after we got back from Disneyland, which isn't very exciting. But anyway, we did enjoy Disneyland, and there are, as some of you may be aware, bodies of water there, and I was of course attuned to the bodies of water to see if I could see anything. And near the um, Sleeping Beauty Castle, it is, there, there's a pool of, there's kind of a pond area network thing. And there are, were some red-eared slider turtles in there. Um, not native to the area, but they obviously had been introduced there. And um, it was fun to see them hanging around and uh, swimming around. Saw them on two different occasions. Once they were quite actively swimming in the water, and another time they were resting on the bank. But anyway, um, neat to see those uh, turtles um, in Disneyland. I'm always looking for you know interesting things to see. I think years ago, uh, when I first visited Disneyland over 20 years ago, they had some Gambusia mosquito fish um, in their in some of the pools, but I didn't see any of those this time, but at least there were turtles, so that's something. All right, now I'm, we're going to do this live. I'm heading over here, and Kelly is going to play um, something from Mick, an audio message from Mick. There's an audio message. You sent it on, on Facebook, so I couldn't download it, so we're just... Now you are on location by our computer to listen to the message of Mick, who is on location in Dusseldorf. Here we go. Everybody ready? Hi, Russ and Kelly, this is Mick, sending you a recorded message live from the West African Cichlid Convention in Dulman, near Dusseldorf in Germany. I just stepped outside for a breath of fresh air, but thought you guys would like a message direct from the convention in Germany. Really nice hotel, really interesting lineup of speakers, and we're visiting some amazing aquarium shops on the way. Even, even shops nearly as good as Fangs and Fins. Uh, I'll send a lot of pictures in when I get home and sort them all out. We're having a great time. Look forward to listening to the next show, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. There you go. Thank you, Mick. Yeah, it sounds like he had a blast of a time there. He sent some videos, and he'll be sending some more pictures. So, so we'll put all those up, of course. Yeah, it's great to hear directly from Mick. And we love hearing, as you know, from all of you in uh, audio messages of various sorts. So uh, it's really fun. And it sounds like this was a show not to be missed. So we're glad Mick didn't miss it. And we'll hear more about what he did. And these are lovely here. Um, we'll see if we can share this on the page. These are a close relative of Crebensis that I was just talking about. And they're really, really beautiful fish. So um, he, we'll see if we can share that on the page. I'm not sure if we can or not because it was directly in a message, but we'll see if we can. Do you have any updates or anything for us? Well, let's see. I've got my 29 tank cycled and I'm waiting to put the fish in it. I'm still trying to figure out um, which fish are going in which tank as I move things around, but uh, the tank is ready. I've put uh, the lace rock in it and the sand is on the bottom. The um, egg crate is under the sand to protect the bottom glass from the rocks in case they fall or something like that. So 
it's cycled, it's ready to roll. I'm just debating over whether I'm going to take the rock out and put the multis in that tank because they'll have more floor space and then put the julitochromis in the 20-gallon that the multis are in now because the, the julitochromis is like the rocks and I can pile the rocks fairly high in that 20-gallon because uh, it's 20-gallon high. Or if I'm just going to go with my original plan and put the julitochromis in the 29 along with the barbs as kind of dig dither slash target fish and um, see how that goes. So still debating about that, but it's... Um, kind of fun to have the option to think of which way I'm going to do it and uh, I'll let you know how that goes in the meantime may the fish be with you thank you for listening to this edition of the Aquarimax audience for additional episodes please visit aquarimax.com to leave comments or questions that could be featured on an upcoming podcast, leave a message at 801-477-0629 or email us at info at aquarimax.com.